the Life of an Average Joe podcast, and we only have two more episodes until 2024. The season ends, the year ends, the holidays end, and we start all over again. And I could have done an end-of-the-year show. You know what I mean? Like, I I like to do holiday shows. I like to do, I don't know random holiday theme shows. I've talked about holiday movies. I've talked about holiday music, talked about, you know, Christmases of the past, things like that. But I don't really feel like to do it every year. I think it gets old. And this year, I've done so much shuffling of my podcast over the last several months that, to be quite honest with you, it's mostly because I, I just think that's that's how you keep it fresh. And lately, I, I know what's coming in 2024. So I know the changes I'm making to the show and I'm excited about it. And there's a lot coming. Um, I need to really take it to the next level. Because I, to be honest with you, I feel like it's tapered off a little. I, I feel like I've had some really good shows. Um, but I feel like I've re- reached a plateau of listenership. So I need to work on that. Um, the last couple months have been kind of, I don't know, not a lot of growth. It's weird. It's like my numbers aren't down, but they're not exactly up. So, you know, got to make some changes there. And there's nothing wrong with that. That happens. And I mean, with all the choices we have and everything that's going on on the entertainment world and everything that's going on in people's lives, there are so many different shows they can listen to. I get it. I get it. But I wanted to do this episode, quite frankly, because once again, I pushed my episodes back. So the episode that was going to air today will not air until January. And after talking to several people online and, and kind of reading everything that's going on lately in this in this situation I'm about to talk about, I felt like it was important um, because I think there's a lot of feelings and emotions with this. Jonathan Majors, right? Great actor, been, you know, Creed 3, Lovecraft Country or whatever, Kang. I mean, I can keep going. A lot of trouble lately. And it all came to an end a few days ago. He was found guilty. And then he was let go. From Disney and Marvel. Now, I am not here to sit here and discuss the entire case. Okay? I'm not going to sit here and break down everything that was said, the accusations, anything like that. Because the reality is this. I think Jonathan Majors was guilty of a few things. I think that potentially Jonathan Majors could have an anger problem. He could have an abusive side. I don't know. Why? Because I don't know him. I think based off the evidence that we have seen and heard, I think they are both toxic people in that situation together. I think that she has abused him because let's make this clear. Abuse comes at you in many different ways. But I think she absolutely put hands on him at some point. I think that there was screaming matches between the two of them. And it could have come from a place of pure desperation and love. And I know that sounds crazy. But there has to be, for the majority of you out there, you have been involved in a relationship that maybe you have felt crazy in. And what I mean by that is, not that you felt crazy like, oh my God, this is insanity, I'm in this relationship. I mean, maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you guys were breaking up. Maybe you're getting, you know, maybe she cheated. Maybe you cheated. 
And when you're talking about those things and the emotions and the raw energy, it can make you do some crazy stuff if you don't keep yourself in check. And I don't care how good of a person you are. It can really change things. So I think the both of them did not have control of their emotions, did not have control of their words, and quite frankly, shouldn't have been by each other. Now, some of you are going to sit there and say, oh, Brandon, you're ghostlighting the victim. You're sitting here ignoring her. You're sitting there taking his side. I'm not taking anybody's side. I'm simply stating that we have evidence that said that she wasn't perfect. We have evidence that showed her chasing him when he was leaving the situation. We have evidence that, that, that she lied about certain things. So my issue with this case is that you have a man who was found guilty. He was also found not guilty on a couple charges. He could potentially face a year in prison. He was fired from Disney. And really his career, for the most part, is probably shot for a while. After he was rising to the top. Now, is he to blame for some of that? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Is she to blame for some of that? Yeah, but my, my issue comes from the fact that nothing has happened to her. Oh, well, she didn't abuse anybody. Well, according to eyewitnesses, she put hands on him. So why is it that she's off free and he's fired? Again, this podcast is not about Jonathan Majors. It's not me sticking up for him. It's not me to, to trash a victim. So I need you guys to understand that. I need you to, to anybody who's getting upset because I'm saying what I'm saying, I need you to take a deep breath, relax, calm down, and listen to me. I think we had a situation that quite frankly happens more times in this country than we ever want to realize with more relationships than we ever know. And it is very easy to put yourself in a bad situation when emotions are at an all-time high. But I think that we have a major hypocrisy problem in the world and in this country. Because I think people ignore when men get abused. When men go through the emotional turmoil, when men have physical, mental, emotional, psychological abuse from women. I'm not turning this around and saying this is about men. This is about men being the victims and Jonathan Majors is a victim. No. He was a Victim in that situation when she put hands on him. But he also absolutely did not do the right thing, which got him there in the first place. And we don't know the history. We can sit there and look at allegations, uh, you know, from times prior to, you know, back when he was in school and all that. But the reality is we don't know. None of us do. Because we're not there. We don't know them. We're not involved in their lives. So I am in no way, shape, or form like sweeping what he did under the rug. I am absolutely, though, going to acknowledge that he did not do everything that was said. She did not do everything that was said. But she was also not even called out for the things that she did or for lying or the video evidence or anything. And he was. And here's the hypocrisy. It really pisses me off. Absolutely pisses me off. When you have somebody, a group, a group of women who automatically, any single time, they hear, about abuse in a relationship, they don't wait to find out the details. They don't wait to hear all the 
the evidence or both sides of the party. They instantly sit there guilty. Man's guilty. He's a man. He stands up when he pees. Guilty. And you can sit there and say, well, well, it's because, you know, typically based off the percentage. Well, let me break something down to you real quick. The percentage of men that have been abused by women has gone up to a whopping 48%. That's almost half of the abuse cases out there. Women are committing on men. But you can't talk about it because we're men, right? We're not supposed to talk about it. We're men. We don't get abused. What are you talking about? We are either the normal men or we're the the abusers, according to a lot of women's eyes. And I'm sorry, that's true. That's not acceptable. That's called the stereotype. Women don't want to be stereotyped, right? They don't want to be, oh, I don't want to just be known for my pretty face. I don't want to be just because I'm a woman, I don't know how to do this. Okay. Well, just because I'm a man, guess what? Doesn't mean that if I'm involved in a domestic dispute, that I'm the guy who's abusing. Because there's a 48% chance that the girl is the one that's abusing me. It's hypocrisy. It's in our courtrooms. It's in our schools. It's in our workplaces. And it's unacceptable. The, the balance of respect and the balance of treating people the way they should be treated goes both ways. If a woman sits there and gets drunk and, and, and let's say she's married and comes home and gets angry and throws, throws things at her husband and gets mad and punches him or smacks him or throws his stuff on the lawn, that's abuse. That's abuse. Charges can be filed. We hear about why the women don't come forward. And sometimes it takes a while. Well, men never do. And, and I need, I need, guys, I, I need you to understand something. I'm not condoning any abuse. And I, this is not a anti-bash woman. You know, like I'm not here to bash women. I have a really hard time when I hear about abusers on both sides of the fence, like both sides, men or women. I, I'm not into it guys. Okay. I'm not into abuse. I don't like it. I've been around it. I know couples that have dealt with it for years. I've seen it. It's ugly. There's no excuse for it. And I can tell you quite frankly, right now, as a 45 year old man, I have never smacked a woman in my life. Now, I will tell you, and I won't talk about this situation, I have been hit by a woman multiple times before. No, was I perfect? Did I run my mouth? Did I say something that maybe would have pissed somebody off? Absolutely. Did I deserve to get punched in the face? Did I deserve to get smacked? No. Did I get up and after that and grab a woman that was coming at me for round two by the neck and push her away and leave the situation? Yeah, I did. And you know what? I probably shouldn't have even grabbed her. But I did. And I left the situation. That was abuse. That could have been, a charge could have been filed. Someone could have gone to jail. But you know what's funny? Is the amount of people that are in those situations and the amount of times that I have talked to men that are in those situations that don't do anything because they don't believe that A, it's worth it or that macho bravado nonsense takes over. Because the world has put that stereotype and put that criteria in our brains 
that we can't report that. We just got to deal with it. I have known people that have dealt with their wives getting drunk. And the minute they get drunk, they're not fun. They're confrontational. They're loud. The white trash comes out and they get abusive. And they deal with that time in and time out as part of their daily routine. Well, I really don't want to drink with her more because she always, you know, I got this cut on my head because she threw this bottle at me. And, And we're just supposed to accept it. Yet we hear about all the reasons why women don't come forward, why they put up with it. Why, and, 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 and we hear about that and we're trying to understand that and we're trying to get to the, through the psyche of that and break it down. But when men talk about it, we get criticized, laughed, ignored. One of the highest profile Cases out there with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Look at how many people. Johnny Depp was blackballed. He was dropped from movies. He was dropped from TV shows. He was dropped from performing in concert because of everything, the allegations and stuff that were out there. Now, I'm not saying that Johnny Depp's a perfect dude. Did a lot of drugs, drank a lot. Maybe he cheated, who knows. But he didn't do the stuff that Amber Heard did. But immediately... They dropped him. Movies dropped him. Studios dropped him. And then what happened? Amber Heard was the one that was found guilty. The disgusting creature that she is, the mental abuser, the physical abuser, that psychological abuser that she is, was found guilty. But Johnny Depp was dragged through the mud. Because he was a man. Because there's no way that a woman could do that to a man. Because in 2024 almost, we are still under this antiquated thought process that women are perfect angels and there's no way. And the aggressor is always a man. And that is just not true. And there are more men that have suffered in silence that have put up with so much because they are men. It's just out of hand. And we have this this thing. We are not supposed to touch women. We are not supposed to hit a girl. We are not supposed to hit a woman, right? So here we are getting punched, getting smacked, getting psychologically abused, tormented, manipulated at times. But we're men. We can't do anything back because the minute we do, The minute that we try to do it, even defending herself, even in that moment where I sat here and grabbed that girl, woman, by her neck to push her off me, I could have gone to jail for that. Doesn't matter if she hit me or not. Because that's the antiquated laws that we have. That's the way we have. They are always going to look at the woman and take her side unless it happens directly in front of them. That's a problem. That's why men suffer in silence. And it's not even about the physical abuse. It's the mental. Because you can have it on both sides of the fence. That mental abuse is almost worse than the physical. Because those bruises go away. But that mental breakdown and utter demoralizing. That, that Jada Pinkett Smith crap. is worse than anything. And we are told to put up with it. We are told to deal with it. Because if we talk about it, that's not really what men do. If we can't control our woman, nobody's going to believe us. But how many times have we found out after the fact in Hollywood, with musicians, writers, big battles going on. Oh man, he's an abuser. He's this. Come to find out that wasn't the case. It was the woman. And then it's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Johnny Depp. Sorry we dragged your name through the mud for a year and a half. Turns out you weren't lying that this hoe bag just took a crap on your bed. My bad. Again, I'm not saying 
that Jonathan Majors is innocent. This is not even about him. This is really saying that it blows my mind that in this day and age, we are still dealing with this kind of way of thinking about abuse. Abuse is abuse. I don't care if you're a woman, uh, a man, a dog, a cat, a boy, a girl, uh, uh, transgender, gay, straight. Abuse is abuse. And your abuser doesn't have to have a penis. Okay? And we have to understand that. And the laws and the police and the way that we deal with things, it's got to change. I was talking to somebody on TikTok the other day. And uh, he got a divorce. And he isn't really... First off, his whole profile, he talks about a lot. Mostly music, movies, TV shows. But, I mean, he does... He doesn't have a podcast, but he kind of treats his TikTok like a podcast. And he talks about his life. So he's mentioned his divorce. He hasn't gotten into detail, but he's mentioned it, like I have. Oh, I got divorced years ago. Whatever. I think his is very recent, so it's probably fresh in his mind, whereas mine is old and not fresh in my mind. And he talked about it. And he said he, the one thing that he's happy with is that it's over. And that he can start his life, you know, continue the next chapter of his life. No big deal. That's nothing bad. That's, that's not negative. That's not anything. But I noticed now off of TikTok, he's talked to me about some stuff, but I've noticed on TikTok, he was kind of dabbling a little more into it. And then I don't know what happened. Maybe this is part of the healing process. Maybe this is just part of who he is. Because I think we all go through that. We get to that point. If something tragic happens, and I don't care what anybody says. Look, a divorce is a brutal thing. It is an exhausting thing. It is expensive. It is grueling. It is emotionally draining. And I don't care if you don't want to be with the person anymore or not. When it's done, there is this like sigh of like, it's over. I got to take a nap now. I got to sleep. I got, well, you know, it, it's just, it's very hard to explain. You are adjusting to a new way of living. Even if you're in a better spot, you are, you are adjusting. So maybe this process of him like kind of opening up, so to speak, on TikTok is his way. I don't know. But he, he did a long video and he talked about abuse. And he talked about his ex-wife abusing him. Waking up in the middle of the night and she was choking him. Not in a fun way. <laughs> um, coming home and she wasn't there. So he'd go upstairs and he would see that you know all his clothes were cut up. She left to know that he's mad. You know, she's, you know, you're cheating. You're stealing money from me. And when she would come home, try to talk about it, she'd flip the script on him. Talk about how he's crazy and all these things and how one day the, it, it was, he was trying to sleep. And every time she'd, you know, he'd fall asleep, she'd punch him to wake him up. And I'm not talking like, hey, don't sleep. I'm trying to hang out with you. He's talking like cold cock hit him in the head. He had bruises. He had headaches for days. What is that? You know, they had kids. So, I mean, you're thinking about trying to work something out. And again, just like with women, he loved her. You know, just like when we talk about why are you staying with somebody like this? Well, you love them. So you're more confused as to why it's even happening. Why is this person that I love beating me up physically? Why is this person that I love being emotionally toxic, emotionally damaging to me? This is not how we were. This is not the things they told me. Like what you're more or less like literally blindsided emotionally. So you almost feel like this can't be what's happening. Like it's like shock syndrome. It's like, it's like if a nuke went off and 
the middle of the ocean and we're like, wait a minute, did it, did a nuclear bomb really go off? You know, and I don't mean to compare it this way, but it was like when 9-11 happened. There was a lot of like, did that really happen? Like you almost, it doesn't feel real. And when you're in that marriage and you're in a relationship or friendship and it's an abusive situation, it's an abusive environment. It's, it's a dark place. You are taken back like, is this real? Because this can't be what I signed up for. And I think that's what he was like. And he talked about it. And he talked about how long the divorce process was and how the abuse like just didn't stop. And he asked her, like when all was said and done, he asked her, why? Why? Because she wasn't always like that. I mean, at least to him in the beginning. They weren't married forever, but, you know, typically somebody's going to show their true colors pretty quick, you know? You can hide it for a while, but if you're an abuser, it's coming out. And he asked her, why? What happened? And she said she just got sick and tired of seeing him and being with him. And he's like, so you, you hit me and tried to choke me? My cat just yelled at me. And she said, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be with you. And he's like, well, why don't you just file for divorce at that time? Now, why do you got to beat somebody up? And she's like, because I don't care about you. So even then, after everything, after, after he asked her, after the divorce is off, over, he said, why don't you just leave me? Why do you got to beat me up? Why do you got to fight me? And her words were, because I don't care about you. That is an abuser at its core. A, some person who, after all is said and done, you didn't want to be with this person anymore. You don't want to have a relationship with them anymore. So you end the marriage. The, the, you know, you had kids together. You end the marriage. It's done. You got what you wanted. You look at them and say, well, why'd you punch me it's because i don't care about you they are essentially saying i don't care if you live or die i don't care what happens to you i don't you are nothing to me you are lower than lows you're the scum of the earth and i can do what i want that is a psychotic twisted person that doesn't just turn into an abuser that's somebody who has that. They've either done it in their past. They've had it done to them. Or that's been one of those genes or pieces of their DNA that has finally woken up. The sleeping giant has awoken and now they are abuser. And I, I, it blows my mind. But this is not a man. This is not a, let me take my belt off and whip you after school special. It's a woman. Now, he could have fought back because I'm sorry, if you wake up and you're getting punched, you knock that bitch out. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, what did Eddie Murphy say? No, Chris Rock said that. I will never hit a woman, but I'll shake the shit out of her or something like that. <laughs> you know, choke the shit out of her or shake it. I don't remember. But, Seriously, he had every right. I mean, could you imagine? Think about this for a second. You're sleeping. You get woken up by a punch. You might be shocked the first time, like, what? But if somebody wakes you up by a punch the second time, you might not even be fully awake. You might just come out and Mike Tyson them. I got to be honest with you. Sometimes when I sleep, I feel like I'm in fight club anyway. Seriously, I wake up and I'm like, God, my arms are sore. My neck's sore. My leg's sore. I, I got a bruise on my arm. And I'm like, who did I fight last night? Did I have sleeping fight club? Am I in part of a fight club for insomniacs? I mean, he, seriously, he could, he could have defended himself. When she tried to choke him, when he was watching TV, she could, he could have easily subdued her. Could have put her, you know, choke her out, go to sleep, call it a day. 
he would have gone to jail. He could have reported her. She might not have gone to jail. They might have taken the report. They might have taken some pictures. And they might have asked him to leave for the night. You want to know why? Because I've seen that happen. I had a buddy of mine. Came home from work. Him and his girlfriend, or actually I think they were married at the time. They were on Rocky Road. Like they weren't, there were some things going on. I think she was cheating or he suspected her of cheating. Needless to say, there was things that, that were not working in the relationship. He came home from work one night. Later than normal. But he also worked at a bar, so whatever. Pulled in the garage. She's sitting in the chair, like the empty, it's a two-car garage. She's sitting in the chair, smoking a cigarette, drinking. Never a good sign with this particular individual. Usually if she's smoking cigarettes, she had been drinking for a while. Because she didn't normally smoke. He gets out of the car and he's like, hey. And he's just playing it cool. She immediately gets up, starts yelling at him. Right in his face. What took you so long? Where you been at? And he's like, look, I just got to work. Like, we're busy. Like, chill out. And she's cursing at him. Reeks of alcohol. Reeks. She throws the beer bottle at the car. Beer bottle doesn't break when it hits the car. Just dents it a little. Breaks in the garage. And he's like, what the heck, man? You know, and he's like, look, I'm not dealing with this. So he goes inside. She follows him inside, slurring her words in her drunken rage. She grabs him by the shoulder, turns him around, and pops him right in the lip, split his lip, then smacked him on the face, and the ring caught the corner of his eye and cut his eye open. So he leaves, goes outside, calls the cops. As he's calling the cops, mind you, he hasn't had anything to drink. He's completely sober. As he's calling the cops, he's watching her throw stuff, his stuff, onto the front yard. Now, you got to be, like, livid. You just got popped twice. You got to, you know, a dent in your car. You worked all day. You got to come home to this trash bag. And now your stuff's in the front lawn. So the cops get there. He explains everything that happened. And he's and the cop was like, okay, do you want to go inside now? And he's like, well, I guess. He's like, my partner's already talking to her, so don't worry about it. So he gets inside. She, of course, is all calm, right? But she can't hide the drunken smell. And there's beer bottles in the kitchen, and that's when he starts to notice there's like four or five of them or something like that. So she had been drinking for a minute. That's what he sees. Who knows what else? And she's talking about how they're getting a divorce, and he was late, and you know she just doesn't even want to see him anymore, doesn't want him in the house. Telling the officer, she's telling the officer, you know, yeah, I yelled at him, but I don't want him here. Like, I just want him to leave. And the one officer's talking to him like, did she hit you? He's like, yeah, here it is. Well, you can press charges. Now, this is where my buddy screwed up. Because quite frankly, he should have pressed charges on this hoe. And sent her away. But again, I love her. I love him. You want to make it work because you're, you're taken back by the fact that this person that you want to spend the rest of your life with has turned into a dumpster fire. I gotta take a drink, man. Um, yeah, it's turned into a dumpster fire, has turned into white trash or maybe always was, whatever. And you're taken back, so... The police officer tells him, if you file charges against her, we'll arrest her tonight and take her to jail. And you got that one opportunity because unlike with women, a man can't come back days later. It's not going to work. And he's going to have less of a time proving it. And even women who come back days later after they've thought about it and they want to file charges, it's hard. Why'd you wait so long? They get abused for trying to do the right thing. It really sucks 
that the system screws over the victims a lot of times. It sucks. But with a man, you can forget it. You can just forget it. Because they're already having a hard time believing you. He said no. But he's like, I don't, you know, I don't want her here tonight. You know what the police officers did? They didn't ask her to leave. They asked him to leave. Well, you can't stay here, so you should probably find a place to go. He's the one that came home from work and got his butt kicked by his drunken wife, and he's got to leave the house. That's what the police officers are doing. It'll be, it's, it'll be easier for you to find a place. Really? She's around. Go, she's over there, you know, spreading eagle. She's over there like a four-lane highway. Everybody's riding it. And he's the one that's got to leave? I mean, what planet should he have to leave his own home? He didn't hit her. So my buddy left. He went to my other buddy's house and called us, and we went over there. She got to continue drinking at home in the garage. He had to pick up all his stuff, put it in his car. The cops watched him pick up his stuff and were like, if you want to take it back in the house, that's fine. He's like, no, I'm not taking it back in the house because she's probably going to throw it away then. And since I'm not going to be here, I'm not going to lose my stuff. I got to go to work tomorrow. And they waited till he got everything. And I guess from what the ring camera said, you know, the ring, according to what he saw on the ring, one of the police stayed out in front of the house for quite some time in the cop car. I guess maybe making sure that she didn't drive because he knew she was drinking or making sure that my buddy didn't come back or whatever. But they asked him to leave. It'll be easier for you to go find a place. Why? Because he's sober? They never once asked her, hey, can you call somebody to get you somewhere? Can you go somewhere? Um, you know, you have a neighbor, a friend. Like, they didn't ask her that. They just looked at my buddy who just got done working a nine, 10 hour shift, got his butt kicked. This cat is all over me right now. Like, seriously, my cat is attacking me and I'm about to just fight him. I think he wants to fight me. You know, you know how cats, like, they have that, like, look in their eye and their tails wagging weird. Yeah, he's, he's in a mood tonight. Um, anyway, he got to leave. I mean, could you imagine coming home after work? You're already having a rough time, a rough marriage or whatever. Your wife's drunk in the car or drunk in the garage. She damages your car. She tries to break a beer bottle on your car, breaks it in the garage. Then she punches you. Then she smacks you and your wedding ring cuts your face. And then your stuff's thrown in the yard and then the cops come. And you got to leave your own house. That would not happen if the roles were reversed. Because number one, she wouldn't even have to press charges. If she had a cut on her face, they would just arrest him. They would just take him out of jail. Right there. Take him out of the house, throw him in jail. Prove that you didn't do it. Because he's a man. I'm sorry. I think we have, we got some weird aligning, uh, alignment to do in this country. And in our thought process, forget this country, in our thought process, abusers are abusers, and I don't care what they look like. If they're men or women, it doesn't matter, and they should be punished equally, period. Jonathan Majors got in trouble. Why didn't she get in trouble for lying about this? I'm just saying. Jonathan Majors put his hands on her. Okay, <laughs> you, you got a problem now, buddy, because there's no reason you should ever put your hands on her, ever. And the video of him, like, lifting her up to put him back in the car, 
No, man. If she wants to get out of the car, then you just walk away. Don't try to lift her up four or five times. Maybe hit her head on the car because I couldn't tell from the video. And then try to walk away as she chases you. Why are you chasing him? Like, you're wrong, Majors. This is why you're in trouble. That video wasn't great. But you lied, lady. Trouble. You should be in trouble for that, which is why Jonathan Majors was found not guilty on like two other charges because you lied. You have testimony from the driver who says she was the aggressor, she was attacking. Are we going to ignore that? Not just from the driver, from somebody else too. So, some, somewhere in the middle is the truth. She's got to be punished too. And then I know what you're saying. You're punishing the victim. Well, weren't they both victims at some point or were they both just toxic? I don't know. That's why domestic calls and abuse are just so tough. Because you don't know the truth because you're not there. If it comes out that Jonathan Majors has a history of abuse and has done this, then man, put him in jail. But I don't think that she's perfect either. And I think there were some things that she said and did and some video footage that are super questionable. But we got to get out of that mentality of just because you're a dude involved in a domestic disturbance or domestic abuse case, you're the one that did it. What if, what if the guy's the one that filed charges? Because men have suffered in silence and you got to stop. I think we got to stop. I think the only way it changes is by calling out your abuser. You don't get car blanche just because you're a woman. And I don't get car and I don't get to get crucified just because I'm a man. That's that's hypocrisy. That's stereotypes. And we're all over here talking about like, we got to get rid of stereotypes. It's not fair that women can only stay home and make babies and, and clean the house. Well, it's not fair that men are labeled abusers every time something comes up. Can we get rid of all stereotypes, please? If you're going to get rid of one, let's get rid of the other because I'm really tired of hearing about it. And I know more situations where men have been abused and women have taken the advantage and have used that advantage to their ability because they know the man's not going to do anything and they know that they can get away with it. And that is some sick, sick stuff. That's some deep-rooted issues. And the only way that we can correct that is by calling it out. So I will tell you right now, men out there, if you are involved in an abusive relationship, it is not about being pride, proudful. It's not about having that pride. It's not ego. It's not like I'm going to lose testosterone if I admit that this woman punches me when she's mad. You have absolutely need to get out and be the example for the younger men out there and for humanity. And you need to report it and not be ashamed of it. And you need to sit there and keep your cool and not lay hands because then you're no better than she is. And you need to file charges. Because if more women abusers were arrested, then maybe more men abusers would get arrested and people would start to wake up to the signs and wake up to the fact that, okay, look, we've got a situation here and it's on both sides of the fence. 48%. But we ignore that. We suffer in silence. And then men, if you have sons, do you want your sons to go through that? Your daughters to go through that? To suffer in silence? To not point out what abuse looks like on a physical, emotional, and psychological level to how exhausting it can be and demeaning. Because a punch is a punch and you'll heal from that. But mental abuse and exhaustion and manipulation, that can wreck your soul for the rest of your life. And do you want to pass that on to your kids? Be the example.
And I'm speaking to the men out there, but I'm also calling some women out. I don't care just because you're a woman, you get the right to do this and you get the right to say that. That's not how things work. That's not how it works. Just like the stupid theory of, well, you don't have a baby, you can't have a baby, so you can't, you don't get to talk about it. Let me break it down for you, sweetheart. Unless you're the Virgin Mary, you're going to need this. Even if you go to a doctor and they scorch you with a turkey baster, you're going to need this. So I can talk about babies. I can have a feeling about abortion. You're not a dog, so don't talk to me about training a dog. You don't have a cat, then you don't know anything about cats. You can't talk about them. That's not how it works. I can have an opinion and a feeling about something. That's called conversation. We got to get off that mentality. And men, you, just because you're a man, doesn't mean that you're this big, strong, silent type. Be real. Don't be a cookie cutter of what you think men should be. It's 2024 almost. Grow a sack and step up because the next generation of men need to see this. You reporting abuse doesn't make you weaker. You hiding it and you cowering behind it and you living in it makes you a broken man. And guess what you're going to pass down to the next generation? brokenness and then you're going to give that to your son and your son's going to grow up and potentially find himself in that situation be the dad that you want to be be the dad that you've always wanted be the man that you've always looked up to be the man that you want to be but be right because there are other people watching and, and, and too many people in this world get a hall pass because they are this or that. We got to stop that. It doesn't make you any less of a man because you report abuse. If anything, it takes courage and strength. And that's what we tell these women that are abused by these prick men. It takes courage and strength. And they should be proud when they report it. You should be proud that you are stopping the chain. You are breaking it. You are breaking that chain of abuse. It is not going to go any further. Just like those women should be proud when they go and they do something so hard to suck up that courage and report abuse. But we got to stop ignoring the fact that the abuse in men is growing and it's coming from women, not other men. That is a problem. And there's probably people way smarter than me out there that are diving into it and thinking it on a psychological level, a societal level, but there is a problem with that. That's what we got to look at. So there you go, guys. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Ah, I never liked doing real big, serious episodes before the holidays, but this was important. Because I've been reading about it, it's been coming up a lot, and I'm like, you know what? This is the time to do it. It just was weighing on my mind, especially after the Jonathan Majors thing. It got me thinking about Johnny Depp, and then got me thinking when I had these conversations and looking back at people in my life. So if you guys got anything to add to this, you can reach me at the life of an average show podcast.com. You can email me at the life of an average show podcast at gmail.com. Go ahead and follow me all over the social media world, TikTok, Instagram, fun stuff, Twitter, X, whatever it's called. Facebook still. And I really do hope you guys have a great holiday. Whatever you celebrate. Kwanzaa, I don't remember. Kwanzaa starts after Christmas, doesn't it? I knew this and now I don't remember. Hanukkah's over, right? Hanukkah was a little later this year, but I think it's over. I hope you had a good one if you did celebrate Hanukkah. If you don't do anything for the holidays, just enjoy this time of year. It's a reset going into the new year. 
Lots of things to talk about. Next week, we've got a final episode, and I am joined by Nick Luck, and we are going to talk about movies and cinema and streaming and shows and franchises, some of the great highlights of 2023, because believe it or not, even though it was a strange year, and it's been a strange few years for movies since COVID, with the strike in Hollywood, the writer's strike, all that being said, we had a really good year for movies. You know, we can talk about movies, you know, going in the movies and how there just hasn't been much out there, but we went back and looked at some of the highlights, and I got to tell you, we had a good year. We're also going to talk about some of the things that we look forward to in 2024 on our podcast as well as his and his art shows, but we're going to look at some of the new things coming out in 2024 for some of the big franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, and well, I would say DC, but you know. And we're going to talk about some of the things we did not like about 2023, some of the movies from the bombs out there. So check out next week. It is a fun episode, much more chill than this. We had some technical difficulties, so we actually recorded it on Wisdom. If you've never been on the Wisdom app, join Wisdom. It's a great time. It's like live podcasting. It is a community, but you can go on there live and talk about stuff. Guests can join you. You can take calls. Uh, you could take questions, you could take emails, and Nick Luck and I go on there quite a bit. Uh, I've talked to several people overseas, and, and it's fun. You could just pop on anytime, but we recorded it on Wisdom and downloaded it uh, uh, and then re-uploaded it to the Life of an Average Show podcast because apparently none of the servers were working, or I don't know, something above my pay grade, and I couldn't get that podcast uh, uploaded on time or uploaded on the Life of an Average Joe, so I had to do it that way. But it came out great. It was a great show. It's about an hour and a half show, and we just dive into some fun stuff. So check that out next week, the final episode of 2023, the final episode of this season, before we start off with a brand new season, a brand new year, and a brand new month. Until next time, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy day, whatever.